Live from the 607, it's the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour, where we're talking everything movies, TV, comics, and entertainment. Join in the conversation on social media with the hashtag ODPH, because here we go. Welcome to an all-new edition of the ODPH Podcast. What's happening, everybody? My name is Ken M. Joining me in studio, as always, you know him. He's the co-host. Wait for it. Wait for it. His name is Padawan J. Let me talk to you. Yeah, and boy, do we have one story to kick off the entertainment edition of the ODPH. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be definitely deep diving into a trailer that shattered the internet for uh, a while. It still is. Uh, saw a thing today. It is the most watched uh, trailer in like 24 hours in internet history. Yeah. It made me actually mess up saying internet. Ooh. Cause I was like internet because it is that exciting to go talk to about it. But before we do, we got to let you know about where to go after the show to keep that conversation rolling. And that is where Pat ODPH podcast.com right on sign up for the social media links. They're all right there on the front page. Check out the T public store link. Check out the Patreon link. Shout out to all our amazing patrons. One tier, $2 a month. Bonus episode is locked and loaded in the Patreon system right now. So definitely go check that out. The blog section where we have reviews dropping all the time. We have the classified section, which has friends of the show, such as 3FM Podcast, Dragon Master Games, Nerd Initiative. A lot of things happening over there. The directory, Pat, how many providers are we on? Uh, 189,477. Sounds right to me. That is why he is a statistician to the stars. Also, check out the music section where you can hear such great bands as Brian Wolf and the Howlers. Second suitor, Tom Jolu, Shout at the Robots, Floodlands, and many, many more. Basically, if it's anything and everything that is the ODPH, you can find it at odphpodcast.com. And if you're using social media hashtags, well, use the hashtag ODPHpod. Like we alluded to, there was a trailer that dropped this Super Bowl Sunday mm-hmm. that shook everybody up in pop culture, especially fans of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes. Because now entering the game is one merc with a mouth. Wade Wilson, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Deadpool. Mm-hmm. The franchise that has really kept the X-Family alive, so to speak, over the past couple of years. About the only good thing coming out of that universe the last yeah, couple of years. can't lie about it. Led by Ryan Reynolds, has really captured pop culture. Mm-hmm. Deadpool is now one of Marvel's most popular heroes. Yes. And uh, I'm not saying it's on Spider-Man level, but is in that conversation. It's in that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So we had known that with the sale going on, with the X-Family coming back to the Marvel Cinematic slash Disney Universe, that we were wondering what was going to be the fate of of Deadpool. Mm -hmm. Because obviously Deadpool is not meant for Disney, folks. No. By any stretch of the imagination. Not in any, uh, uh, what is it, uh, R-rated sense. Yes. So when we heard there was going to be more Deadpool, we were all waiting to see what we were going to get. Mm -hmm. And it had been long rumored that Ryan Reynolds was very much vocal about getting one Hugh Jackman, a.k.a. Logan, a.k.a. Wolverine, to have a movie with him. Uh Uh-huh. And lo and behold, the wish was granted. Yes. We had heard rumblings about this for a while. There's been still photos that have been released all over the place. But we did not have official confirmation, but I mean, it was more or less official going down. Mm-hmm. Teaser posters were going up galore on Sunday, and mm-hmm. we were going, okay, when are we going to see this? Well, we finally got our answer during the big game. Well, and even before the big game as well, because I know the director of this movie, uh, Sean Levy, was asked on social media 
the the day uh, it was either the day before or the day of the game was asked whether we would see a trailer during the football game and he said listen i could give you an answer but then i would be threatened with death mm-hmm. which well, basically all but confirmed we were going to get one mm-hmm. well we had known obviously when you talk about the mcu they do not have leaks not usually no no Tom Holland might be the only ones who's teetered that line a couple times, but other than him. It's the reason they put him with Anthony Mackie and the pressers. Mm-hmm, exactly. But we do know now what to kind of have an idea for going into the movie dropping July 26th in yeah. studios. So we are going to be talking spoilers about the Deadpool and Wolverine trailer. If you're new to the ODPH, first and foremost, thank you for checking us out. Uh, drop a review on your favorite podcatcher. It definitely helps the algorithm. What we like to do is give a spoiler-free statement about what we're going to be talking about. Then we give you a countdown. After said countdown, we go deep diving into spoilers. Mm-hmm. So if you don't want to have this ruined for you, if you haven't seen this for whatever reason, hey, do you. But we want to make sure that we're not going to ruin anything for you. So if you hear that countdown and you got to duck out, duck out, hit pause on this episode, and pop back in. When you're ready to, Pad puts the timestamp in the liner notes. It's that simple, folks. So all that said, Pad, give me your spoiler-free statement about Deadpool and Wolverine. This trailer was awesome. You know, I'd seen some of the photos, but outside of that, I really didn't know what to expect from the trailer. I'd I'd heard some rumors and I'd heard some speculation about what the movie would entail. And I was like, all right, rumors and speculation are fine and all. But, you know, more often than not, they might miss the mark a little bit. So... We'll see what it's about, you know, and going into it, I, I, I had faith in Kevin Feige and Marvel for handling this, you know, just because they said, listen, there's a place for R rated Marvel content here and we're going to do it justice and do it when it makes sense. And obviously Deadpool, you have to do R rated content because anything less than that is just kind of a, another side of the coin. I don't want to see, mm-hmm. you know, you can try it, but it's not going to work out as well, but the trailer itself, phenomenal, super excited to see what it means, especially given recent events in the MCU, you know, looking at you, uh, the Marvels, uh, you know, which I know for some might be a spoiler, but they're literally posting about it on their own social media accounts at this point. So yeah, it's all fair game. Right. Um, but I'm interested to see what happens with this movie, interested to see what it, what it means and interested to see how this all works out. Cause this is going to be very interesting with it returning. And then also having a bulk of this being filmed or attempted to be filmed during the strikes last year. You know, so that'll be interesting to see how how if at all that played into the, it plays into this movie. Take my money now. Yeah, I mean, this one captured the essence of the first two movies without going full tilt crazy. It also, didn't rehash any old old jokes or plot lines. Yeah, no, but it definitely gave enough yeah. that this is going to be arguably the most complex story they're going to try telling with Deadpool. Probably. There was a lot of Easter eggs in yeah. this trailer. Yeah. And if you really were paying attention, you have a sense of possible characters we're going to see. Sure. There's one in particular that I know has generated quite some buzz, and I've been thinking about it for a couple days, and I don't think it's who we think it is. Mm. But we're going to deep dive into it when we get to that in the trailer. But everything looks like a big win thus far. I'm not going to say the MCU is back because, in my opinion, it never left. But I think to see this arguably be Hugh Jackman's last time playing Wolverine Mm -hmm. and seeing Ryan Reynolds transition to the MCU with a character that's very much not meant for Disney. (laughs) No way. I think there's a lot of wins to be had here, and I think they're going to end things on a high note. Mm -hmm. So I'm super excited to deep dive into it because, like I say, Saw a lot of spoilers or Easter eggs here. Yeah. yeah. Definitely need to decipher them. Yeah. So let's not wait any longer. In three, two, 
one pad talk to me like i said this trailer was awesome it's, i cannot wait to see this movie i'm interested to see you know how things play out where things go you know who makes it through this who doesn't make it through this you know and kind of where it goes from there because this is the the bonus scene of this is going to be wild because marvel movies done by kevin feige and disney obviously known for their post-credit scenes mm-hmm you know, the Deadpool outside of, you know, the Ferris Bueller's Day Off one and the first one, not really known for bonus scenes of sorts. Right. You know, so what they do with this is going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see who they bring in for it. You know, but this movie is going to be so much fun. This movie has a lot going on with it, and I'm here for it. They're borrowing from a couple different stories that I can tell. Because the one that we'd right. always heard rumored was Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe. I don't think it's going to be that one. I think you're going to have a, a borrowing of that, to, yeah, so to speak. It's going to be a max. But I think what you're going to have more importantly is a send-off for the Fox Cinematic Universe that mm-hmm. we know. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I think you're going to have another tip-off to the X-Men yeah. coming to Marvel. Could be. And I think they set this up very nicely. Yeah. Because as we kick off with the trailer, it's Wade Wilson's birthday. He has a Polaroid of his closest friends uh, with one cake on it, and he's standing Mm -hmm. around. You do see some cameos in here as well, too. And you see Louis Tan is reprising his role as Shatterstar. I was super excited to see him back. You see Brianna Hilbrandt back as Negasonic Teenage Teenage Warhead. Warhead. Yep. So that was cool. Shioti Katsuna Mm -hmm. as Yukio. So Mm -hmm. you see... Uh, as the trailer is going on, his cab driver, Dopender, is back as well, uh-huh. too. Blind Al. There are so many great scenes happening here. And then you see one of you know the more classic moments, too, with Morena Baccarin back as Vanessa, uh-huh. the love interest of Deadpool. And they're saying about how it's been a challenging year for both. Yep. But you know Deadpool is very happy. So yeah. he kind of plays into that, showing off the Polaroid picture. And just he seems very happy, even with a wig on. Yeah. And you see him blow his wish, and then there's a knock at the door. Mm-hmm. And once he goes out there, Pat, who does he see? The TVA. Yep. The Time Variance Authority that we know from Loki uh-huh. comes in uh, looking to take him down. They use... <laughs> Immediately. Yes. They don't even ask questions. Right. Because <laughs> obviously he's been up to some trouble. We know at the end of... Uh, Deadpool 2. Yeah, he decided to go back and uh, take Sh- out some uh, mistakes. Yeah, killed... Uh... Killed his variant, I guess you could say, from the X-Men Origins Wolverine movie. He killed Ryan Reynolds. He killed uh, Green Lantern. Green Lantern. He killed other folks from history. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. He decided to go around and do some work. Which, if you see Loki, they don't like it when you do that. Right. So you do see a couple quick one-liners from Deadpool as he's facing them off and saying about how pegging is not meant for Disney. <laughs> he's like, I'm used to pegging, but the mouse isn't. Right. And then all of a sudden, he's he's kidnapped through a door. Somebody rips off his wig, yeah. which I thought that was interesting because if he's being drugged back, yeah. like what are you going to do grabbing his hair? Like, I have no idea. So I thought that that was interesting unless they just want to uh, expose the only, him. The only thing I could think of is maybe they're going for like a knockout punch. Maybe. Like they're going to pull his head forward and give him a knockout punch or something. And like he went and ripped at the hair thinking it was natural and it's not. I mean, it could be. That's the only thing I could think of. Yeah. So then we get to a TVA authority office. There's a, Sometime later because he was asleep for a while. Yes. And he soiled himself, as they yeah, say. Yeah. And we do see a character by the name of Paradox, Paradox. who appears to be acted by Matthew... McFadden. 
It looks like Patrick Wilson. Yeah. Not going to lie. Yeah, from a distance, but yeah. I don't believe it's him. No, it's not. So you do see that they're having a conversation. Obviously, Deadpool is in there trying to figure out what's going on. They brought him there for some specific reason because he asks, why am I here? And Paradox says, hmm, walk with me. Yes. So now he's led through the TVA mm-hmm. offices, yeah. which we do know from Loki. Mm-hmm. And then he's taken to a, a locker where, lo and behold, his costume is hanging up. And he's there in some sort of official or semi-official capacity because you see the locker or the suit in the locker, but then it cuts to him looking at the uh, suit, and he very clearly has what you would presume to be like an employee name tag from a place of work on his shirt if it says Wade. Mm-hmm. So you do see that they're saying you're special. You have a chance to be a hero amongst heroes. Mm-hmm. And you see there's a quick shot of Deadpool walking through a snowy forest. Uh-huh. Which... They haven't really elaborated on too much. I got a hunch. Oh, break it down. Sokovia. Ooh. I, I know a lot of folks are speculating it's the forest from Logan, just in a snowy time of year. Yeah. I'm going Sokovia. It could be. I'm that's going a, Sokovia. That's a great pick. And then we do see Paradox presents Wade in front of the televisions that have all the timelines, and lo and behold... He gets a shot of the Marvel Trinity. I also or the point, Avengers Trinity. I, I also say. want to point out two of those three uh, TVs, footage from Age of Ultron. Where did Age of Ultron uh, take place in? Sokovia. Sokovia. Oh, could be. That's Just a saying. great Thir- pickup hat. Third one's uh, Thor from Ragnarok. Right. So we do see that Wade is starting to figure out what's happening. Mm hmm. And is just basically saying your little cinematic universe is about to change forever. <laughs> then we have a silhouette shot from the back. Uh-huh. And this character is one, the minute I saw her, I kind of freaked out. And that is Cassandra Nova, mm-hmm. played by Emma Corrin. Mm-hmm. Now, Pat is not familiar with Cassandra Nova. You explained a little bit off air, which once you started explaining, I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. So Cassandra Nova was brought around during the time of the Grant Morrison run. <laughs> oh boy, on New X Men. Yeah, and is the twin sister of one Charles Xavier. Well, but twin is putting it mildly. It's it's uh, as we like to just say reasons. reasons. And obviously has left a very horrific mark on mutant kind in the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, in being responsible for the very <laughs> much mass killings of the residents of Genosha. Uh-huh. So this, uh, seeing her pop up on screen is kind of a big deal. And if you've never read that run by Grant Morrison, yeah, a lot of crazy stuff happens, and Cassandra Nova is one of the craziest things that come out of that run. Yeah, to put it mildly. Yeah, so we do see that Wade is making his way through what appears to be a casino, Mm -hmm. and it has to be Madripoor. Has to be. And we do see him approach a figure wearing a white suit. You see the silhouette. Yep. If you read Marvel Comics, you understand that that is one patch, mm-hmm. which is an alter ego of Wolverine. If this isn't like a James Bond dinner jacket, like the white suit, I'm going to be a little pissed. Oh, I fully believe it's you're, be, you're it's putting a, a dude in a white suit in a casino type setting. It's got to be a Bond type suit. Come on. It'll be a white tux. Yeah, that's what that's what he wears in the comics yeah. when he's running his casino in Madripoor. Uh, but I will say this. I don't believe this is going to be Hugh Jackman. Probably not. I believe this is going to be whoever the Wolverine is going to be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It, it's got to. It, I, I agree with you because, like, you just look at this shot, and when you pause it on that figure sitting there in the white jacket, 
it very clearly is supposed to be like a red herring or look like Hugh Jackman. Mm-hmm. It is not nearly as big a body frame as Hugh Jackman typically runs with in this role. Right. So it could be literally anybody. Um, like I said, we have not heard anything about casting. Correct. So I think we're going to find out officially who the new Wolverine is going to be after maybe, that. Maybe, maybe not because there. I want to bring in just one little tidbit of information. There was a rumor a couple of years back. Maybe around the time when Disney acquired the the uh, Fox and got the X Men rights back, mm. there was a rumor in a in a story going around that there was something in the way the actors' contracts were worked worded and worked that you couldn't recast them until twenty twenty five, and that's why any instance we've seen of them in since Disney has acquired Fox and the X-Men rights back, it's been prior actors and nobody knew. And, and since we're sitting here in the early part of 2024, this movie is coming out in the mid part of 2024. There's no other films on the slate for Marvel this year. There might be something to that. You know, now I'm not saying, you know, we're not, we're not going to, if this is the actor going to be playing Wolverine in the MCU going forward, I'm not saying that's not going to happen. This could be a person and we'll find out later who it is that it's just a tease, mm-hmm. but I, there might be something to the fact that we're sitting here, however many years removed from Disney acquiring Fox and we've heard, heard literally nothing about casting. The only thing we might have a loophole if he's casted as patch. Mm, yeah, true. So they could say, well, we were going to make him into Wolverine after when it's all clear. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think they do have some gray area they can work around. Sure. Uh, their lawyers are very good. Mm-hmm. So then we get a shot back of Paradox and Deadpool in the TVA studio mm-hmm. where basically Deadpool announces himself that, <laughs> that I'm the Messiah of this universe. I am Marvel Jesus. I am Marvel Jesus. I, Which, need, I need that on a shirt. Yes. So then we see a quick montage of him getting suited up like he usually does. Doing a split coming out of an elevator. Mm-hmm. And then we see him fighting what appears to be more TVA soldiers in this winter wonderland. Uh-huh. Sokovia. Yes, which it could be. And he's fighting, and then you can see there's a shot where he is throwing the... <laughs> the, cl- the magazines. Yes, the magazines of his guns. Uh, he's reloading. Yes. And the backdrop is the 20th Century Fox logo. That is in shambles. Yes, yeah, in shambles as it's just destroyed uh-huh and you see him just obviously showboating that he's got his gun and you do see then they fast forward a little bit to what appears to be the tva headquarters mm-hmm. and you're seeing a, a soldier that is handcuffed yep and is picked up by a mysterious object just want to point out too in the sequence where he's reloading in the background there is a uh, helicarrier Ooh, as well interesting whether it's a marvel cinematic universe helicarrier or the one from deadpool one don't know. Well, it could be at the end of time, you know, the void, as they that, refer to it that's as. That's why I say we don't know which one it is. Right. Because there was a helicarrier in Deadpool 1. So, like we say, this could be at the end of time, yeah. too, the TVA setup that they have here. That's my guess. Because we do see the, the prisoner get picked up, and it's by, it looks like the same creature from Loki. Mm-hmm. Yalith? Yeah, yeah. So we do see that happen. Wade kind of freaks out. We, d- we did get a kind of an open-ended uh, ending so to speak, with that that creature from Loki season two. Yes. We don't know what happened. Right. So if it, it makes a lot of sense if it's at the end of yep. time. Yep. Then we get to a scenario where Deadpool is thrown through a car window. Yeah, limbs are broken, but he snaps them back into place. Limbs are broken, yep. And then we get to a scenario that is causing quite the buzz. Uh-huh. There is a figure that is on top of a makeshift base. Device of sort. Uh, yep, which, I mean, it has kind of a shield-esque type deal mm-hmm. 
The person is holding a machine gun of sorts uh-huh. and has a metal mask. Yes. And I know a lot of people think this is Dr. Doom. Uh, not anyone I've ever seen. I, yeah, at first glance, it was kind of vague that maybe. Yeah. And I know online I was seeing some things comparing it to Wastelands. Oh, the series yeah. There, yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, if they want to do a time variant of it, sure. But uh, I really, I don't know if I buy that. But I honestly think it might be Phantom X. Could be. Who, if you know from Grant Morrison's run as well, too. So it could be just a different interpretation. It could be a Doom variant, which, I mean, they could get, yeah. uh, was it Julian Peterson? Yeah, I think Who played so. him from the first ones? Yeah. I could see that happening as well. Then there's a lot more fighting. You do see two Uzis come out. Yes. And definitely that's not Deadpool's hands. No. There is a rumor going around, and I stress this rumor. I, I caught a couple places online that they think that's Blake Lively. <laughs> and that's Lady Deadpool. <laughs> I didn't hear that, but that'd be fucking amazing. Yeah, so I heard that. I'm like, that, oh is, my God. that is epic. That'd be incredible. So we do see just a lot more bloodshot, a lot more fighting. You do see now there is a shot of a familiar friend, uh-huh. so to speak. Uh-huh. And Pad, who is that? Pyro. Yes, from the original uh, first class yeah. of X-Men. So Aaron Stanford is back playing that title role. Things I didn't have on my bingo card. Mm-hmm. And then you see that masked figure there sitting as well, too. Yep. So, uh, like I said, I think it's more Phantom X than it is anybody else. Probably. But we'll have to wait and see. So you do see just more Deadpool shenanigans as he does the weight trick. Yes. Behind uh, the forest in Sokovia. Mm-hmm. They flash back to the 20th Century Fox. He's getting thrown to the sign. Then there's the shot that everybody's talking about here. Mm-hmm. And you see Deadpool is on the ground to his immediate right, your left on screen. There's two. Th- there's an object mm-hmm. that's over there. Yep. And it's an issue of Secret Wars number five. Uh-huh. And that is Doom's face on it. Yep. From the Jonathan Hickman era, which we said... If they're going to do Secret Wars, they're going to do that one in the MCU. Yep. There's also a bottle of Pingo Dulce okay. from the Incredible Hulk movie. <laughs> oh my that's god. On the, that's on the can, or the comic. Wow, they're reaching deep. Yeah. So I, I have to give credit. That was found online. I'm like, that is ingenious. That is reaching deep. And then you see that Wolver or you see a shadow figure approach Deadpool. Very Deadpool's familiar set. figure. Yep. Saying, help me up. And sure enough, you see claws pop out. It is Wolverine, and he's going to go poke Deadpool to get him up. And you say, no, 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 I'm okay. Oh, I'm okay. And that is how the trailer ends. And then we get the title, title, uh, title card, Deadpool and Wolverine. Or as Hugh Jackman would prefer to call it, Wolverine, Wolverine and, and Asshole. Yep. Perfect way to kick this off. I mean, Pad, a lot of stuff happening here. Yeah. I mean, what was your biggest takeaway? Biggest takeaway is there's going to be a lot thrown at us in this movie with with TVA and outside of time and timelines converging. There is just no you know end to the possible list of things we could see in this movie or people we could see in this movie. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be kind of the mystery of this movie is you don't know who could show up at any given time in this movie. And that's going to be the fun of it. I mean, the last time we got something like this was when Brad Pitt showed up for all of like five seconds in Deadpool 2, which yep. nobody saw coming. You know, but this is going to be fun. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be a send-off for the Fox universe because, <laughs> let's face it, it ain't coming back after this. No. <laughs> you know, um, but I'm excited to see this. I'm definitely excited about this. I think that they really set the ground running um, with what they have unfolding here. Yeah. I think that there's a lot of win to be had, and I think with how they have it set up, this is going to be the perfect send-off for the, the X-Men universe 
as they now bring it into the MCU. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to see a lot of cameos. Maybe you'll see more stemming from the Marvels. Yeah. I wouldn't doubt that getting more involved, maybe as a bonus scene. I would imagine, yeah. But I think there's a lot to be taken away that if anybody was kind of curious about what the vibe was going to be, yeah, they really hit it out of the park. Oh, this. absolutely. So I really have to say there's a lot of high going into uh, July 26th. Yes. And I think that for anybody that was a little nervous about how Deadpool is going to be in the Disney MCU. Very good. Yeah, you can definitely breathe a little more easy. So definitely a lot of talk about that on the internet. Hit us up on those hashtags, hashtag OVPHPod. Give us your thoughts about that. And do we want to take a quick break? Yeah, we can. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is Tom from Tom Joe Lou. This is Matt from Sideroom Sounds. And you're listening to ODPH Podcast. Wanna go where no one knows my name To the desert, the oceans, or the plains Coming back for the final segment on this edition of the ODPH Podcast. Yes, folks, we do this live. Pat, what you got? Got two things to talk about. We'll start with one. Then I uh, came across something else. Wanted to bring it up. Haven't even told you about this. Uh, coming from the folks. Oh, this is coming from folks over at Nerdist. DC and Marvel to reprint their legendary crossover event comics. What? Uh Uh-huh. So this is written by Eric Diaz, uh, written today as we record it. Quote, for decades, the two titans of comic book publishing, DC and Marvel, would occasionally cross over for special events. But we haven't had one of these in over 20 years. The previous crossover comics have remained out of print, available only via the back issue bins at your local comic shop. Now, Marvel and DC are reprinting these beloved comics at last in two massive hardcover omnibuses, collecting almost every single crossover including the 90s DC versus Marvel event and its fallout. The fused together Marvel slash DC amalgam universe. Uh, both omnibuses will be coming out this summer. Here's what we know so far about the DC and Marvel crossover comics reprint. Uh, who would win Superman versus Spider-Man? Batman versus Captain America, the X-Men meeting the Teen Titans, DC versus Marvel Omnibus collects crossovers uh, between the core DC and Marvel characters, starting from 1976's Superman versus the Amazing Spider-Man to 2000's Batman slash Daredevil. The collection includes stories from some of comics' most revered talents, names like Dennis O'Neill, George Perez, Dan Jurgens, Chris Claremont, Walter uh, Simonson, J.D. Demetis, Mark Bagley, Jerry Conway, John Romita Jr., and more. DC and Marvel fans alike can't miss these thrilling pieces of unearthed comic book history. Uh, spe- uh, specific issues include, included are Batman slash Captain America, number one, Batman slash Daredevil, number one, Batman slash Punisher, Lake of Fire, number one, mm-hmm. Batman slash Spider-Man, number one, Daredevil slash Batman, number one, DC Special Series number 27, Batman vs. the Hulk. Darkseid vs. Galactus, The Hunger number one. Green Lantern slash Silver Surfer, Unholy Alliances number one. Incredible Hulk vs. Superman number one. Marvel and DC present featuring the Uncanny X-Men and the New Teen Titans number one. Marvel Treasury Edition, issue number 28, Superman and Spider-Man. Punisher slash Batman, Deadly Knights in number one. Silver Surfer slash Superman number one. Spider-Man and Batman number one. Superman versus the Amazing Spider-Man number one. And Superman slash Fantastic Four number 
one. Uh, this collection features stories told first told in 1996 of the, of the two superhero universes fused together into a new amalgam universe, combining DC and Marvel's heroes, villains, and mythologies. The result was a series of unforgettable one-shot comics starring the likes of Dark Claw, Batman and Wolverine, Super Soldier, Superman and Captain America, Iron Lantern, Iron Man and Green Lantern, and many more. Among uh, the creators are Peter Peter David, Dan Jurgens, Mark Wade, Dave Given, Dave Givens, uh, Ron Mars, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, Gary Frank, uh, Bill Sikinovitz, uh, Claudio Castanelli, and more. This represents one of the most fun and unlikely periods in comic book history. Uh, this this omnibus collects the 1996 DC versus Marvel series issues number one through four, and the subsequent follow up ones one shots, including DC slash Marvel All Access one through four, Unlimited Access one through four, Bat Thing number one, Bruce Wayne Agent of Shield number one, Bullets and Bracelets number one, Challengers of the Fantastic number one, Doctor Strange Fate number one. Iron Lantern number one, Legends of the Dark Claw number one, Lobo the Duck number one, Speed Demon number one, Spider Boy number one, Super Soldier number one, Thorian of the New As Gods number one, X Patrol number one, and more. We imagine that the rest of the Amalgam issues like Amazon, Wonder Woman and Storm, and JLX, Justice League and X-Men are also included. There will also be a treasure trove of behind the scenes material. Uh, now, arguably the most famous and of the Marvel DC crossovers is not included here. We're talking about JLA slash Avengers. I was just going to ask about that. That 2004 event comic was the biggest and last of the crossover events. It was written by Kurt Busick and drawn by legendary the legendary George Perez. When Perez announced his terminal diagnosis in 2021, the two publishers rushed a very limited reprint for charity, but it sold out almost instantly. We can only hope that the legendary title receives its own new deluxe edition. That's one book that should never go out of print this the the dc versus marvel and dc slash marvel the amalgam age omnibuses both hit on august 6th 2024 insane Uh uh-huh that's freaking wild never thought i'd see that no i mean that was that whole time period of marvel too especially marvel versus dc they're polarizing event in my opinion because Mm -hmm. it was all fan voted and if you go by logic, uh, some battles should not have happened. I'm talking about Wolverine <laughs> Lobo. I'm just putting this out there. But uh, but it's cool to see this all come back. I mean, the yeah. Amalgam Universe. The Amalgam Universe is a different thing. If you yeah. really like creativity, there's a lot of there's a lot of wind to be had there. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then lastly, certainly not leastly, uh, this coming May third. Well, if it's in my area or hell, if I, it's a Saturday, if I have to drive, you're gonna know where I'm gonna be. Uh, because coming to theaters for one day only, 25 years after its initial release in theaters, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Ooh. Yes, folks, it's been 25 <laughs> years this year since The Phantom Menace released in theaters. Crazy to think. Feel old yet? Yeah. Uh, the article says, quote, This is so wizard. Announced today by Empire Magazine, Star Wars The Phantom Menace will return to theaters for its 25th anniversary starting May 3rd. To coincide with the re-release, artist Matt Ferguson has created a beautiful new poster, which you can see below in the uh, article. I'm showing Ken the poster. That is a very nice That's a very nice poster. It's hilarious. Uh, If you haven't seen the poster, like 50% of it is Darth Maul's head. He's in the movie for like maybe 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. It's kind of funny. Uh, The article goes on. The Phantom Menace, episode one of the Star Wars saga and the first film in the prequel trilogy originally arrived in cinemas on May 19th, 1999, following the tremendous hype. Written and 
directed by George Lucas. It introduced the world to young Anakin Skywalker, Padawan Obi-Wan Kenobi, Jedi Master Qui-Gon Jinn, Queen Padme Amidala, and the evil Sith duo Darth Sidious and Darth Maul. The Phantom Menace would be a landmark in the development of visual effects and become one of the highest grossing movies of all time. Uh, For more, check out StarWars.com's in-depth oral history of the film, which features interviews with Lucas, John Knoll, Doug Chang, Ahmed Best, and more. Close quote. So I am super excited for this because this was the first of like the Star Wars movies I got to see in theaters when it was released because obviously wasn't alive for the original trilogy when it came out in theaters. I remember my aunt took me to see episode one in theaters, you know, way back when, when it came out in 1999, I saw it when they re-released it in 3d back in 2011, 2010, whatever it was, mm-hmm. you know, thought it looked great, especially considering it wasn't originally filmed in 3d. The up conversion looked fantastic. I'm going to go see this again. If for no other reason than I want to hear duel in the fates on uh movie theater speakers again. Yeah. Because that move, that is one of John Williams's greatest works in cinema history to get a chance to hear that through movie theater speakers again, cannot pass up that opportunity. No, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, it's Star Wars in a big screen. Yeah. I mean, what, what else can you say about it? Yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of that movie. I think everybody sure. knows why. Yeah, there's one reason. Yep. Uh, so I'm not sure. I mean, I'll probably go to it just sure. to say it goes 25 yeah. years. Yeah. I'm, I'm a glutton for punishment about that kind of stuff. So, But still very cool if you're a Star Wars fan for that. Yeah. Uh, then we got comic picks this week. Yes. Uh, so for my picks this week, uh, from the folks over at DC, Su- uh, Action Comics issue number 1062 from Jason Aaron. Uh, this one reads, quote, the shocking second chapter of the worst bizarro story ever. Jason Aaron's first time writing Superman sees the Man of Steel trapped in a world gone mad. Metropolis transformed into the city of Bizarro. While Superman struggles to save the lives of people who despise him, he's also battling the most powerful Bizarro of all, the one inside his own mind Ooh. uh-huh jason aaron you cannot go wrong it is superman this is gonna be wild that's gonna be an insane story uh-huh uh then from the folks over at marvel you've got amazing spider-man issue number 43 this is another part of the gang war story uh this one says quote the final fight of gang war it starts here the biggest and most brutal ba- brutal battle in spider-man history starts now so batten your hatches if you think you knew what madam mask or hobgoblin or beetle or diamondback was capable of think again this cover looks fucking nuts. You got Spider-Man, you got She-Hulk, uh, you got a whole bunch of folks on the on, on there. It, it's going to be nuts. Gang War has definitely been a breath of fresh air uh-huh. for Amazing Spider-Man. I mean, I'm not saying it's a complete home run, sure, but sure. it definitely has my attention. Oh, yeah. Uh, then you've got Superior Spider-Man issue number four from Dan Slott. Uh, this one says Superior Spider-Man's greatest foe has always been Peter Parker's own memories. With Anna Mar- uh, Maria's life at stake, Otto seeks not to not only be the superior Spider-Man, but all the only Spider-Man. This has been a really fun read. I got it. Yeah, I mean, I've been hearing a lot about this. I know Michael Rothman over at uh, Nerd Initiative is always raving yeah. about that series. Super excited to read that. And then also from the folks at Marvel, Star Wars, Darth Vader, issue number 43, written by Greg Pak. Uh, this one reads, quote, who dares commit treason against the Empire? Seemingly des- uh, disparate threads from years of storytelling come together as Darth Vader uncovers the master plan of the Schism Imperial. The Umbaran nurtures her conspirators. Kitster and Wald return. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> along with the death machinery of Governor uh, Tontaza. But when, when a group of betrayers come together, how long will it be until they betray each other? Close quote. It's going to be wild enough to read just for the Kitster and Wald coming back. Uh, for those of you who don't know, those were two of Anakin's friend from Tatooine when he was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. 
Uh, lastly, certainly not leastly, Star Wars The High Republic Adventures, issue number three from Daniel Jose Alder. This one reads, quote, The fate of the scattered survivors of the Starlight Beacon disaster is slowly becoming more clear, as Zine, Court, and 5AG3 must follow up every lead to find out who among their old Starhopper friends are still alive and where they may be. But information from inside the occlusion zone is very hard to come by. And the answers they seek may serve only to raise more questions, like, did any of their allies survive at all? Find out in issue number three of Star Wars The High Republic Adventures from phase three of the High Republic saga. Close quote. A lot of good stuff happening there with the Star Wars. Absolutely. Yeah, so if you're not checking that out, I know Marvel's doing great things with Dark Wars and not yeah, to be slept on, though. Absolutely. Point that out. Uh, for me, DC Comics this week, solid week from them. Holy smokes. Batman 143, Chip Zdarsky's Insane Joker Year One. Insane is putting it mildly. This, what he's doing here is really explaining a lot. Um, it's also giving me a lot of questions, too. But I like that. I uh, was not expecting to go back-to-back weeks with this, so I was kind of taken uh, a little surprised by this. But still, the issue is out. You definitely want to go check that out. Just keeping it at Batman, uh, Batman and Robin number six. So Joshua Williamson is on this, and this one, like I say, is has been a, a breath of fresh air because especially with how grim and dark Batman usually is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but more focusing about the family dynamic between him and Damien. Okay. Uh, Nicola Shemizia is on the art for this, so he's stepping in for Simone uh, DiMio. Uh, for this, it was the end part of, he stepped in last issue for this, so right. he's going to cap this off. Crazy story going on here, especially after last issue's cliffhanger, which uh, gets explained to that did one of Gotham's most infamous criminals have an heir to the throne. Ah. Just going to put that out there. Also, like I say, keeping a lot Batman this week, Batman City of Madness, number three, Christian Ward's crazy, crazy story going on. Um, involving Batman and just a different interpretation. Like I say, the, the artwork is beautiful. If you haven't checked it out, you need to go check it out. Over at Marvel, Fall of the House of X. So this is now the bookend series to end the Krakoan era. A lot of craziness is expected here. First issue was really setting a high pace. I expect this one to really do the same thing. Thunderbolts number three, Hive Mind plus Geraldo Borges. Ooh. Enough said. Enough said. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't really think I need to say any more on that. Over at our good friends over at Skybound Entertainment. You know what time it is if we kind of say it's Skybound and its image. It's Transformers number five. Ooh, okay. One of the best series on the block. Doing big things. Like I say, uh, Transformers is absolutely crushing it right now. If you haven't picked it up, you definitely need to. And last but certainly not least on my list. uh, Well, actually two, I'm sorry. Uh, Infernals number one, Ryan Parrott. Uh, is doing something a little different than we've normally seen him do. Uh, this one is if you were a fan of Succession, uh, as it's okay. kind of been built, um, he's teaming up with Noah Gardner and John Pearson huh. to do this. Uh, we know Ryan, like I said, from Rogue Son, maybe more from Power Rangers. But like I say, this one, I've heard just nothing but comparisons to Succession okay. about this, but uh, you're also dealing with the underworld. Huh. So expect really good things out of this one. And last but not least on my list from Dark Horse Comics, one of my favorite series out right now, and that is Masterpiece number three, Brian Michael Bendis and Alex Melv, uh, really doing a really cool crime story. Uh. And I'm a sucker for crime stories. So I think this one is definitely, I mean, the team behind it speaks for itself. So this is one that I definitely am I'm sinking my teeth into. And I think the series is going to be nothing but a big win for everybody. And like we always like to say, make sure you go out and support your local comic shops wherever you're at. 
And definitely let us know on social media what books you're picking up because we got reviews dropping on odphpodcast.com, nerdinitiative.com, all through the week. And we've got interviews coming galore too. So stay tuned. You're going to have some bonus episodes dropping left and right, starting actually in a few minutes because uh, we do this live, folks, like I told you. We have Turn a Page coming up rather shortly as you're hearing this. So uh, if you're tuning into tonight's episode, you're going to know who we're talking to. So Ooh. stay tuned. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But that being said, for anything and everything that is the OD page, you can find it at odpagepodcast.com. That's it for this week. So for the one and only Padawan Jay. Thank you. Thank you. I'm your host, Ken. I'm thank you as always for listening to the OD page podcast. We'll see you next time. <laughs>